Today we're talking about how to survive the mother of all comic book conventions. That's right, San Diego Comic Con. podcast where we talk about the comic books and graphic novels worth having on your shelf. I'm Todd A. And I couldn't decide whether it would be funnier to leave a blank there or to edit in Taylor Trask's voice uh, because he is not in the studio with me today. Uh, studio being my kitchen. Um, but anyway, I'm recording a new intro for a show that we wanted to bring back to you. Last year, we did a what we called our SDCC, that's San Diego Comic-Con, Survival Guide. And I just thought it was great. Like, we talked about doing this again this year in 2019. Um, and I went back and listened to our old show to see what we left out. And I thought, no, we didn't leave out anything. That was perfect. So... Uh, we are just going to bring you that with just a few edits. Uh, bear in mind, at the time, we were not called panelism, uh, so uh, I've tried to <laughs> to uh, uh, bowdlerize that um, so that uh, it, this is presented to you as an episode of panelism, which it is and ever shall be. Um, I don't think there's anything else I really need to tell you. We're going to jump into it. There may be some discussions of like panels and stuff I was looking forward to seeing in 2018. And bear in mind, if I say something like, well, last year, I'm talking about 2017, but other than that, we're hoping this will just be our, you know, forever episode, and every year around San Diego Comic-Con time, we can put it in your ear holes, and you can think, uh, or at least this will give you things to think about when you are prepping for San Diego Comic-Con, and what to bring, and pretty much any Comic-Con during the summer heat, is what I would say, because uh, that, to me, is what is super unique about SDCC is that it is right on the water and way downtown, um, you know, just uh, just uh, spitting distance from, um, you know, that great big wall that we're building. Uh, so without further introduction or adieu, um, not adieu, but adieu. Oh, Jesus Christ, I'm alone. I could fix all this. Uh, anyway, this is our San Diego Comic-Con survival guide. We have a big week coming up. We sure I, do. As, as I mentioned, just got back from traveling. You, sir, are going to be traveling, but it's sort of in your backyard, so so not quite traveling as far as I did. But San Diego Comic Con is on the horizon. It is upon us once again. Yeah, yes. yeah. Geek Christmas, as I sometimes <laughs> think of it. You know, it's like it's there are plenty of amazing cons across the country um, all year long. So I don't want to. You know, Denver's happened last month. Uh, you know, New York's is has when is New York's? I always forget one. It's like early fall, I think. Yeah, so there's, there's or something many cons, but yeah, SDCC yeah. is kind of like the the granddaddy of them all. It's the one that you know you kind of have to if if you're getting your your geek girl spat your Girl Scout badge, um, or you're you're building out your belt, you kind of want you have to attend that at least once. And Todd has attended many times. I sadly have not attended once, so I've had to live vicariously through you and my other friends who've gone. I really hope next year I can, I can rectify that. The only reason I didn't even attempt it this year was because I was getting married and spending yeah. <laughs> money on other things. So like not really, not really in the cards for me this year, but you're Although, going in. Oh, good. I, I do think it's justified to say, honey, we got to get, <laughs> we got to cut the honeymoon short. <laughs> yeah. San Diego Comic-Con is next week. Oh man. I, I wish <laughs> oh, if we had the, if we had no jobs and unlimited money, that, that would have been <laughs> in the cards, but our little kitties were here back at home and they made it, missed us terribly. So we had to come back, but uh, Todd has been, you're kind of, you're not kind of, you are a veteran at this point. Yeah. You picked this up some 11th tips. Year. 11th year. Oh yeah. my God. In fact, now that you say that, I remember last year when we talked about SDCC, you had said 10th year, and it was like, yeah. wow, it's a decade in. But you picked up a lot of p tips and tricks, and uh, I was telling you before we started recording, there's this uh, series of books, of travel books, 
called Rick Steves Guide yeah. Two, and it's like you know usually it's Europe, but it's, you know he's kind of got a bunch of different ones. And Rick Steves, if you don't know, he's they're really well done books. You usually see them in travel stores and bookstores and things. He kind of looks a bit like a pastor. So when you you see the back, you know, you almost want to call him Pastor Rick Steves. He's not, but you just you look at him, you're like, well, clearly you've you've been involved with ministry at some point. But like I was, I was looking at our. <laughs> I was looking at our notes for today and I was like, oh, Todd gets to do his Rick Steves Comic-Con uh, guide to, essentially. And there's we've, oh, got totally. a, we've got a lot of good stuff. And I think to kick us off, um, you know, we're, you haven't gone yet. You're assembling. And I hope, hopefully the people listening you know, are in the process of packing or in the process of getting ready to go. I think for me, and this is, I'm legitimately asking this because I, you know, having not been to a con before, knowing that San Diego is, you know, it's big and sprawling. You know, you you kind of have to keep a lot of stuff with you. You got to pack light. I'm guessing in a lot of cases. Um, just like walk me through, walk our listeners through. How do you pack for San Diego Comic Con? I uh, that that's great. Um, a great question. Uh, like for everyone to ask, how do you pack for this? I uh, several years ago tried to do like a humorous video on like what to pack, but you know, humorous but being serious about it. Um. And at the time, I remember I was remembering this this morning, how when I made that video the year previous, I had carried like a courier bag, like a shoulder bag kind of thing, mm-hmm. uh, which is just something, you know, like that's what I carry day to day, you know, drop a laptop in it or drop a book or notebook or whatever. Um, so it made sense to that's just my Comic-Con bag. But that particular year, I had decided I'm going to switch to a backpack. And I had bought this lightweight backpack and I hated it that year. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so I went back to my shoulder bag, didn't look back. But um, until last year, when I bought a Star Wars like souvenir backpack there, uh, and it was a great backpack. And I had it for like maybe just two days of the con because I bought it at the con. It was some, you know, release right then. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looked sort of like a stormtrooper, had the, the empire insignia on it and was sort of battered up and black and white. And, uh, it it was great for carrying everything. And then this year I flip-flopped back and forth in the intervening year. I have gotten rid of that backpack because I just didn't use it outside of con. Um, and I have another lightweight backpack, but I'm also taking the shoulder bag. I'm going to do the backpack the first day and see how that treats me. Cause I have a, a pretty lightweight sort of I don't know. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a Timbuktu bag, but it's a very lightweight one, not like a camping one. So yeah. And then in that, I will have to jam in a bunch of daily necessities and contingencies. Um, and I was also, uh, if I, I, I don't know how it works for everyone, if this is just four day badge holders or if everyone gets this, but the past two years, Comic-Con has been doing this amazing booklet that comes with their badge. And they've actually always sent you some sort of stuff. It's just, they've got a real, they've got their package going the last two years where it's a, it's a little box you get and you open it up and your badge is in it. And there's like a souvenir pen. And then there's this booklet. And in the center of the booklet is a map of the convention center. And then there's a map of some additional stuff. Um, And they have a pretty great, like must have list. Um, and so they, they, in that list, I mean, I think that's, that's your basics. That's your jumping off point. Uh, I just wanted to expand on that a little bit. Um, it looks like we've got pretty good weather next week in San Diego, like mid seventies. Oh, wow. But it's usually pretty, I mean, is this traditionally like a really hot sort of time of year in San Diego? Like, no, it's, it's right on the water like yeah. the convention center. So it's, there's all, it's, I mean, the, the difference for people, uh, I would assume traveling from like either the, uh, Pacific Northwest or like the, you know, Eastern side of our country where there's, where there are seasons mm-hmm. is, uh, <laughs> that I, for me speaking as like a person who grew up in the South, the sun in California is just very different. And I'm sure it's the same all over the Southwest. Like, you know, uh, it's, it's desert sun. It's not Nashville sun. It is like a, it is a hot sun that there is no escape from and there is no moisture in the air, you know? So there's no humidity. You're just getting like a pure hot sunshine all day. So if there's no breeze or something that can get pretty hot, but, um, you know, generally like mid seventies down there is, 
is perfect. Like you nice. feel pretty good outside. Obviously you're in the, you know, you're in a crowd of like a hundred to 200,000 people. So there's, there's body heat to, to be aware mm -hmm. of. Um, and, and also air not moving. I mean, I, I, I would guess like without anyone in the convention center, they must be keeping it at like 40 degrees. Jesus. <laughs> you know, I mean, cause it's like, if you can go in and it feels slightly comfortable and there's, you know, it's at least 70,000 people in there at any given time or something, that's, yeah. it's gotta be an iceberg without them. Well, let's give um, us, let's give listeners like the checklist. Like, sure. what are these yeah, essential yeah. things that you'd want to pack in that bag that you'd want with you, you know, every day at the con? Yeah, and I would say, uh, you know, the booklet that comes with it. Check out that stuff. Like, there's just basics, like your ID and your, you know, uh, your badge is probably going to come without a lanyard. But when you walk in for the first time, they're going to hand you one of those giant souvenir bags that you see. In all the photos from con where it's like people wear it as a backpack and it's, you know, it's three feet wide by four feet tall and they're going to hand you a lanyard and they're going to hand you these books. So <clears throat> you can carry that stuff. That's great. But it also weighs you down. So, mm -hmm. you're gonna, you know, first day, eh, you figure it out. But uh, like I generally don't even pick that stuff up. Um, uh, so, yeah, I, I <laughs> the essentials to me are. Uh, keeping clean of course <laughs> protecting myself from the sun and uh staying hydrated so i i have sunscreen with me um i'm gonna carry like a spray on sunscreen and also like i have this thing that looks like a deodorant stick but it's sunscreen so i can just easily like you know stick it on my forehead and on the tops of my ears so when i'm standing outside waiting for a hot dog or whatever i'm not getting burned um but I will also carry, uh, you know, a hand sanitizer and probably like a backup hand sanitizer. <laughs> maybe right. some uh, lots wet, of press in the flesh, I guess. Like, you know, wipe off door handles or anything that I might be a little sketchy about. Um, but my are secret, you saying nerds are dirty, Todd? Are you saying that, that, that we're saying conventions are dirty? OK. <laughs> <laughs> um, the. And it's funny because uh, I, uh, Lainey off the air last week when we did our episode told me some behind the scenes on like how filthy the bathrooms are at New York Comic Con. Oh, geez. Compared to San Diego. And it was like, oh, man, I didn't know we needed to be that thankful for them. I mean, they're, <laughs> you know, it's like I always recognize they're doing a good job, like keeping yeah. those things clean throughout the day. But apparently, like, it's an incredible job that we are just not even close to appreciating uh i kind of feel like it's it they need to have one of those like uh mini documentaries you know how how uh you know on the disney channel uh, from time to time they air like you know when the park closes this team comes oh, out yeah. like oh my they, God. they walk all the rides there's literally like eight hours between when the park closes and opens that this like army of people go and clean and, and inspect and reset and it's like and it's it's almost like the park is just as active, but with all the people in the background. I wonder if the con has kind of a a version of that where it's like, you know, I mean, they, they uh, that would be a great thing to see happen, you know, like to actually make that documentary because there are great uh, figures that I do not have in front of me of like how much money this brings into San Diego every year and how many mm -hmm. people it employs through that week. Um, and I guess beyond with the preparation and the cleanup. So, yeah, mm -hmm. that's that's a story in itself, you know. Yeah. Some enterprising uh, uh, writer or documentarian who can get a paycheck from that. Get on that. There you go. Um, yeah. So, and not not necessarily because the con is dirty itself. Uh, it's just you're going to be around thousands and thousands of people. Um, you know, I, I just bring hand sanitizer. I'm one of those people. Uh, so I would say I would definitely suggest that to anyone. Target has them. They're like 50 cents each or whatever. Grab like a bunch of them. <laughs> uh <laughs> Um, this is also coming from a, a, you know, the guy who got swine flu at, uh, oh, that's <laughs> right. Comic Con in 2009. So that's right. I remember talking <laughs> I came, about this. I came back to orange County and my doctor was like, well, <laughs> you're a patient zero in orange <laughs> County. We have oh, no, <laughs> it can happen. Um, it's almost like, it's almost like a geek refugee colony, you know? Yeah, it's like <laughs> Yep. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but I'll tell you my secret weapon, uh, which I don't actually use as much as I want to use are, um, these things you can find at any like drugstore or target or whatever that are just, uh, they're often in the makeup 
removal section, but they're just like cleaning cloths for your face. Mm. And the ones I like are, I can't even remember the brand name, but it has something about cucumber in the name because they're cucumber face wipes. Actually, the ones I really like are the Target, uh, whatever it's called, the one, you know, they have that brand that's like one-on-one or one-to-one or something, Yeah. Uh, but they don't make a travel pack. But these cucumber travel pack wipes are awesome for just like refreshing yourself. Just wipe your face off in the middle of the day because you've been sweating all day, you know? It's fantastic. And for me also, uh, I wear sunscreen all the time, of course, because I live in Southern California. And it drives me crazy when you start to like perspire or it's just late in the day and it starts running down your face and like into your eyes and stinking (laughs) and stuff. So having these little face wipes where you're just standing in a line like sweating and can just wipe off that sunscreen and like, refresh yourself that's that's my secret weapon are the uh the face wipes um yeah so i definitely bring sunglasses you're gonna spend more time outside than you think about um so if you can grab some like cheap sunglasses that just you know it's okay if they you break them or whatever that'd be great throw those in the bag uh if you're a hat kind of person i would say hat's a good idea like like again it's just bright sunlight um so I happen to have received both sunglasses and a hat as swag last year. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm covered. <laughs> nice. Um, and you also have that, that credibility of like, I was here last year. You can see it displayed <laughs> on me. You're seeing this cheap hat that has <laughs> so, somehow made it through the year. Is that kind of like wearing the t-shirt of the band you're seeing to the concert of that band? Is it, is it, does it know. feel like that at all? Or is that, does it matter? I don't know. I, you know, I've probably been guilty of wearing some uh, some T-shirts of bands to come. I don't I don't necessarily subscribe to that terrible uh, uh, g- judgment of like okay. if right. you wear the T-shirt to the band. But um, but no, because there's definitely like there's almost a thing of uh, people at cons where they're carrying last year's bag or something, and you're mm. going like, oh, I got it, or or you know, repurposing the bag to to something new this year. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so. Okay, so if you trash this huge bag or just don't accept it at the beginning, um, which which is the better deal, don't don't take it and then throw it away. Just don't take it. Um, uh, it's not like a swag bag. It doesn't have anything in it. It's just right. It's just this enormous bag that's advertising some show or something on it, and everyone's turned into a walking billboard for the week. And that's great. Like if it works for you, it is just enormous. And so you're either going to have to fold it up and put this thing in your bag, which is going to take up quite a bit of space, or you're going to have to wear it around and everything you have is like way down in the bottom of this huge bag. And they're not really that, you know, I mean, they're not, they're not like real reliable. It's kind of like an Ikea bag. That's only one, one layer of plastic or whatever. It's just not, I, you know, I had the straps break on them before when I've loaded them down with stuff and it's just, it's not convenient to me. Yeah. Anyway. If you don't accept that, bear in mind, a lot of the dealers don't have bags for you. So that, I mean, that is the benefit of them giving you this giant bag is everything you buy, you're going to be able to put in this thing for sure. But um, if you don't like it like me, then you got to be pretty conscious of like, if I buy an art print, how am I going to safely carry this? So especially if you're going for art, a lot of people buy those like poster tubes and especially if you can get one that might fit in your backpack, that's a great idea. You know, roll up those art prints, put them in your own poster tube uh, and that you can somehow pack. Um, but yeah, so you may need bags. It's also a good argument for like, don't, you know, the bag that you're carrying with you, it can't, you can't have it so packed full of your <laughs> food and sunscreen that you can't fit anything else in it. Yeah. Um, for those of you who haven't been to a con, it's like, it, there's, you know, there's the events, which we'll talk about. There's mm-hmm. the people you can meet. There's Artist Alley. But a lot of it, if not half of it, is just a gigantic pop-up store of the coolest stuff oh, you yeah. ever buy all year long. So you want to have room to carry all that. Or maybe not. Maybe you're one of those people who's like, no, no, no. If I have, if I have too much room, I'll buy too much stuff. So I just got to, you know, I got to be careful. But just know that going in, you're going to spend money on some cool stuff. You want to be able to put it away so you can walk around and not have it, you know, just lugging you around everywhere. Yeah, for sure. I <laughs> I had the funniest introductory experience my first year at con. Uh, I met up with a friend who had traveled out from Nashville. So I was living here then and uh, he had traveled out um, and uh, 
he, but he had been before. So he had this whole system and this is like pre app days and stuff like that. So he has this, you know, the preview book that he like the, sorry, the schedule that he's printed out online and highlighted every panel that he's going to. And then he had one of those camping backpacks with like all the sections. And he was like, well, this section, you know, is all the hardbound trade paperbacks, (laughs) not trade paperbacks, (laughs) like the hardbound, like graphic novels that he picked up. And this section is like the toys. And this section is like the stuff that can get crushed. It's okay. And um, so he had this, he had brought this bag big enough basically to like organize every section of it. Um, I try to go as light as possible. Uh, you know, so I'm, I'm hoping the backpack with the like outside, uh, drink pockets, like water bottle pockets will help me out a little bit this year. Mm -hmm. Um, let me, let me stop real quick Uh, with the bag. I just came back from Italy at every turn. They're warning you about pickpockets, you know, make sure you watch out. Is that a concern at SDCC? Do you get a lot of that? You feel like I've never, I've never, uh, I've never been warned of that concern. Um, but as a, you know, you might imagine from a guy who carries face wipes and hand sanitizer everywhere, uh, I'm a little obsessive compulsive in some things. Mm-hmm. So I'm probably sort of naturally guarding <laughs> cash and wallet and things like that. Um, I mean, it is like wall to wall bodies on Friday and Saturday. So mm-hmm. just, if if you have any reason to be concerned, like be concerned, you know, it's not, um, and, and honestly not to, not to jump into a, a, a awful topic, but also like it, it, I have, I have a, in the past and witnessed people just being obscene in those tight spaces, you know? Mm. So if you are like, uh, just be prepared, you know, it is not like, yeah, it's not always a comfortable environment. You know, it's like uh, it, it is a good a good crowd. I would say largely, it's not like one that you need to be worried about. It's not like being on a subway full of strangers. You can rest assured that everybody is actually there for the for the convention itself, not to just be perverts. But there are going to be those people in that crowd, and you know, watch out. Um, but yeah, I would say wallet and uh, you know anything else you need to uh, keep close to you. You know, make sure it's like on your person. Um, not, not in some deep bag that when you're crammed into a crowd, you're not going to notice someone dipping their hand into. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and along those lines, it is good actually to have some cash on you because, um, although almost every artist now uses something like square to process credit card payments, it always helps those artists out if you're buying directly from them with cash. So, you know, I would say just on that, like sort of, uh, um, you know, being a good citizen kind of scale is like the more corporate, the entity from which you are buying, that's your credit card level, you know, (laughs) and then you go down to like debit cards and then cash to like the, the independent artist. Um, but if you're buying something from DC, yeah, for all, you know, yeah, use your credit card and (laughs) they'll, they'll pay that 3% processing fee or whatever, but um, it always helps out artists to, to hand them cash. Um, and then, uh, I, I, I brought up the camera thing with you because I have gone back and forth on carrying my camera. Um, I don't think I carried it at all last year. I think I relied totally on my phone. Um, and I think the year before I only carried it like one day. Uh, I am going to bring mine specifically because I'm going to put the portrait lens on it, like my 40 millimeter lens. Um, because I've just had a really good time like shooting portraits of cosplayers before and I, I, the wide angle, my phone can capture, you know, if I'm outside and I want to take a picture of the crowd, the phone's going to get that no problem. But that's the only reason I can really see for bringing, you know, my, my Canon. Um, but bear that in mind, you know, that's another weight that you're carrying around. Uh, there's an absolute grab the comic con app right now. Um, I don't know if the schedule, I, I saw the schedule for the first time on the app this morning. So it's there right now. It will get updated, uh, over the next week. Um, but certainly every day, like as you save events to your schedule and you open up the next day, just be aware, like it's going to update stuff. And so, you know, just check for updates and then, uh, you know, see what's, what's changed on your schedule, but it does a great job of like, you can star events and it saves them to my events. So then you can go back and say, you know, what are the Thursday events I, I starred and you can mm. kind of see your quick schedule there. Um, 
And then uh, a thing that I have not done in the past, I've always heard, and even the Comic-Con book says, bring a sketchbook. It's great for getting autographs or sketches from artists. But <clears throat> something I didn't really think of until uh, my friend Eric was in Artist Alley and people were giving him sketchbooks is you can create a great collection of your own, like a great coffee table book of your own. Nice. If you are taking a sketchbook in, handing it to an artist and commissioning them, you know, if your favorite character is a uh, Batman or whatever, and you get each artist to draw that same character, you're going to have this amazing coffee table book of like your favorite artist drawing your favorite character over and over. Nice. So, I love um, that. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like pretty much artists that do take those kind of commissions will draw any character you request, but it's always good to like specialize. You know I mean? If they, if they've got a special character or something, I wouldn't say go like definitely don't go out of your way to like stump them or something. Yeah. <laughs> so I know. Think so, but like I'm immediately thinking if this was me, I would pick a character from like masters of the universe or something or like doctor who, where it's like, I would be more interested to see how they, and I would give them like, do whatever you want. Like knowing what that, even if you yeah, kind of yeah. are half familiar with that character, draw it anyway. Cause I'm curious what it looks like through your yeah. eyes. You, you kind of want to get their take on it. Yeah. yeah. I would just say, you know, be mindful. If you get some pushback from the artist, respect the artist and, and, and change your tactic, you know, respect but, the um, artist. that should be like a, a sign everywhere, you know, for sure. Having like sat at Eric's table only for like an hour at a time, the past couple of years, it is the experience behind that table is so crazy and uh, it's definitely weirder for me because I'm not actually working on a sketch. At least the artist kind of gets to look down and ignore how people are ignoring him, but it's, <laughs> it's just a different experience where there's like, you know, like I, 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 a guy tried to steal money from me, like in front of my face, wow. you know, like bought a, bought a print from me, uh, and uh, pretended he gave me like a 20 or something. I can't remember the whole situation. It was like, oh, man, this is this is weak. You're trying to steal from like an artist, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> not like <laughs> some massive company that's not going to notice. Like I'm going to yeah. notice 10 bucks uh, anyway. Um, yeah. So that, that's kind of my my quick overview of like what to pack um, I, again, lightweight, prepare for heat, uh, if not in the weather than in the body heat um, and prepare for crowds. Yeah. So uh, that is probably a good way to jump off on my number one rule that goes through everything, uh, which is just, it's like a thing you're just going to, you're going to have to have some like forgiveness for yourself. Even if you have this in mind, um, you got to plan on lines for everything. Mm. So this is not a, I'll grab a cup of coffee real fast and meet you guys in the room kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Like if you want a bathroom, if you want coffee, if you want food, if you, you know, whatever you want, you want to uh, autograph from somebody and you know, they're at the booth at that moment, plan on a line. And it's so hard, even like going in year after year and knowing, Oh, we're going to have all these lines. I still forget. I'm going to have to be in lines all the time. Mm -hmm. But I think the corollary to that is to go in with only a few targets each day mm. so that nothing is too close together. Like basically if you, if anything is, is back to back and it's not in the same room, you're not going to make it. Yeah. You know, um, I, uh, last year I remember, you know, like on Thursday I said, look, the only thing I want to do is get John Hodgman's autograph on this day. And I had that great little encounter with John Hodgman. I got his autograph. It's always fun when you like meet the person that, you know, you really admire. And I have like a little special moment to take away from John Hodgman. And I walk over um, and I see, uh, oh, I told, I talked about it last year and I just, I just slipped his name. Um, uh, oh no. While you think about that, yeah. let me just interject and say, uh, if you've not been to San Diego Comic-Con and you're interested in the Hall H experience, sure. probably make that the only thing you're going to do that day. Um, yeah. It seems like every time I talk to anybody who has seen or has in, in, in been a part of Hall H, you got to line up. It's almost like a, you know, a concert in the 80s when you're buying tickets. <laughs> like You almost have to line Nobody up the night that. before to even get considered to be in the hall. And then once you get through that line, then it's like, you got to sit in the hall for another couple hours to, you know, or an hour or two. It's the hall H experience is almost its own version of Comic-Con. And it's, yeah, there's a lot of cool things that happen in hall H, but honestly, 
they show a lot of that on YouTube, either officially or unofficially after the fact or even during anyway. So just be mindful of the things that you're you're investing your time in. It yeah. might make more sense to go, you know, what you could, what would take a whole day to do one Hall H panel, you might be able to find six to seven really cool indie things that are either undiscovered or much, much smaller in scope that you'd get a much more well-rounded experience in doing. For sure. I, there's, um, you know, that's funny. Cause I have not, we have an episode from two years ago. It's a uh, number 19 of our show. If you go back to it, 19, 20 and 21, we're all about comic con in 2016. Um, and that one, we talked to one of my friends who did the hall H thing for the alien panel. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Michaela. Um, and I, it's, you know, it was definitely that thing of like, she had never done the whole hall H experience and planned her whole day, like Saturday or whatever it was, Friday or Saturday, she just said, I will be in Hall H. So she spent the night down there so that she was, you know, first in line the next morning. And she goes through the whole thing of like how they're going to hand out these these tickets that tell you what place you are in line, what group you are in line. Uh, they do that in the evening after the last panel has ended from that day. And then, then you're allowed to go home, I think. But she she ended up going home and like showering and getting something to eat, but then came back and got in line because people just don't trust each other not to jump the line overnight, you know? Um, And people literally just camp out. And then she spent the whole day in hall H, but she saw so much cool stuff and she'd never done it. And it was um, it's, it, it, it varies so wildly too, because I think a couple of years ago, like that year she did it, I would have told you, don't even try to go to Hall H unless you can dedicate the whole day to it. Mm-hmm. But then I think it, it seems to me like last year, now I didn't go in Hall H last year, but um, I know there were times where I saw the line was just empty and you could basically mm-hmm. walk in because, because once the like, you know, final like big panel of the day is gone a lot. So many people leave that then there's no more line required to go to the next panel. They just yeah, let, let okay. people until it's filled up. So I do think you're always going to have like a special experience with Hall H. I, I mean, I get asked every year from from people if it's, you know, if it's too commercial now and it's just not the same. And no, it's I mean, granted, I didn't go in sort of the 80s or 90s, um, but it's the thing is, it is so huge. You can find if you are at all in a geek community space, you'll find members of that community there. Yeah. So you can almost custom tailor your yeah. own version of SDCC. Exactly. That is exactly what you're doing. This is not uh Disneyland where you everybody's going on space mountain. You know, yeah. you don't, if you miss hall H no problem, it doesn't matter. Like, unless there's something you were just dying to see in hall H don't worry about it. Um, you, there's so much other cool stuff that, you're fine. So there's Hall H and there's also Ballroom 20. So anytime you see one of those, you are going to have to be so prepared for a line and like when you're going to have to line up. Um, pretty universally, what they do is if you, they don't clear rooms between panels. So, you know, granted, like this will backfire as soon as I say it, but, but basically like you got to aim for the panel before the panel you want to see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In one of those places, at least, you know, Hall H is like sometimes you got to aim for the whole day because that's just how it works. But because um, I think when we talked to Michaela, the alien panel was like at three o'clock in the afternoon mm. and she went. I think that's what it was. Or I can't remember if it was very first thing she saw or if it was late in the day. But then she just figured like, well, I'm here. I'll watch Marvel. I'll watch Doctor Who. I'll watch all these other mm-hmm. huge panels. So I don't think Marvel is at the show this year. Yeah. And, well, it's, and, uh, and HBO's not at the show. That makes sense, though. I mean, Marvel's got they kind of have they can't really say right. much about anything until yeah. Infinity War Two comes out. What about other events? You know, because like there's the main convention center, but almost kind of like South by Southwest. You know, it's yeah. it's not just that; it's the whole downtown area. Where could you find other panels, other events officially? You know, like, is there is there such a thing as like off Broadway? You know, in terms well, of SDCC. Uh, great question. So there are. Um, in the official schedule, there's three hotels, uh, uh, two on one side of the convention center and one on the other. So like the Hilton, the Hyatt and the, um, Marriott or something. So there will be panels and other events and, and a lot of like gaming in those hotels, um, in different ballrooms that's all connected to the convention center. Like all that stuff will be programmed 
in you'll see it in the app or in the program that guide they give you you will find those locations um they're also they've been doing official events at the library which is this like gorgeous ridiculous new library that they've got downtown mm. um and in some years i don't know that they've always been attached to comic con but at petco stadium uh like the padre stadium <clears throat> there have been events in there like one big deal for several years was the walking dead like you you paid money to get chased by zombies through this maze in the stadium. Hmm. <laughs> People could pay money to watch you get chased. <laughs> that was wow. my favorite part. You couldn't even go watch them get chased for free. Dang. <laughs> um, but actually, that that's an, so there's a one point there, which is there's tons of stuff to do in downtown San Diego that you don't need a badge for. Mm. Like there's um there's a big uh, a lot of this you got to register for in advance, but there's like a big uh, the good place I, ha- I think has a big interactive experience this year out castle rock does they built um, a yeah. whole town across the yeah. convention center so those things are generally like um they're open to you if you don't have a badge they're not always free but they're open you know but but to your point there are going to be lines there too so don't lines. pretend as though just because they're not part of the official you know badge slate that there's not going to be even probably maybe even bigger lines for these things yeah i would also say the other thing is that there's so much like that area of San Diego. Now, I don't know if this encompasses all of that downtown area, but like fourth and fifth street right around there is known as the gas lamp quarter. Mm. And there's so much cool stuff in gas lamp and the streets, at least I think fifth is generally blocked off for the couple of blocks right before uh, the convention center. <clears throat> so there's just so much like pedestrian traffic and every restaurant, you know, the, servers are in costume or they have special cocktails named after you know superheroes or sci-fi stuff um there's galleries down there i think there's like a chuck close gallery that's uh always does like a you know san diego like comic con sort of takeover where there's comic book art on the walls and so there's just tons of stuff to do to give yourself a break from the convention center you know just kind of get out of that you'll be you'll still be in a crowd (laughs) but at least you can like there's more stuff to do like it's uh you know, it's simultaneously like that feeling of like FOMO of I'm missing out on something cool happening here. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I guess that's what it is, is if you go in only to see Game of Thrones, like there's no way you can't experience that missing out regret, you know, because something else cool is going to happen across uh, across the convention center that you're going to miss. You know, Rose Leslie's going to show up and uh, sell a pop figurine to somebody or something. <laughs> um, you know, Adam Savage is walking around in a in a costume and you're trying to identify him or you're not the one that sees him or whatever yeah but there but if you just kind of open it up to like the experience there is so much to do downtown that and all over that it's just fun to do there's a big park behind the convention center um that i also i don't think you need a badge for that and they've done they've done a bunch more like interactive things back there i think it was last year they did the uh maybe it's two years ago they did like a mutant sort of um uh (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they had these they had these like tubes set up that would like sort of just spray gas down on you so you were it looked like you were in a tube getting like iced or something or okay some, i don't it had something to do with legion or whatever i don't know um and uh you know and they've had like the zip line across gotham and one year they had every batmobile from every movie out there damn and so there's just it's like you can always just take a break and experience something else and see something else um don't yeah, don't feel that you have to stick to this rigid schedule. I remember the name of the person I saw, John Holmstrom, the there you go. illustrator from Punk Magazine. And I, I think I said it on our podcast last year of like, I went in Thursday, like I only want to meet John Hodgman. And I ended up meeting him and then getting an autograph from Holmstrom and then something else like before lunch. And we went to lunch and I was like, yeah, we, I can go. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> like it's all my day's done gravy at this point. You know, at that I was, it was e- so much easier than to just kind of roll around and be like, Hey, everything's, it's a free day. You know, like I kind of did the, checked off the, the two items on my list and everything else was, was bonus. That's rad. Um, I wonder, by the way, I was, as you were talking about lines and just sort of the other events, I wonder if anybody's employed the strategy of if you want to disrupt a line or create some chaos so that you can slip into something, just point out whatever random guy you see that's <laughs> 
the mask on and say, it's Chris Hemsworth, everybody. There he is. That's Hemsworth. I know it. And just and try to make everybody believe that the, the next tall guy with a mask on is Chris Hemsworth. Disrupt that line and then just like sneak in. I, I would love to see somebody try that and, and try it successfully. And, and bonus points if that actually ends up being Chris Hemsworth and you out him. Um, I, that seems like a game that you should, that everybody should probably be playing at all times. I, <laughs> Oh boy. I remember when the suicide squad cast came across the floor. Uh, I think I also told this story <laughs> a couple of years ago where I was like in this mad dash to get to the end of this one aisle where uh, this author was doing a signing. I was like, she's leaving at three o'clock and I'm like running. And right then <laughs> they have all these security guards escorting every member of the suicide squad cast across the middle of the floor. Ugh. So they've li- literally done this, like, uh, you know, uh, Moses, uh, parting the river kind of thing. <laughs> the security has blocked all traffic running, you know, uh, North to South across the, it's like a presidential yeah. motorcade. It's yeah. like stop, stop all, all traffic. Here it comes. Yeah. Um, so it's uh, I. On one hand, I don't know that anyone would fall for it because they've sort of been trained to expect like Hemsworth isn't just walking around without a you know a guard. Like yeah, a, but there's usually those guards. But there have um, been there have been bigger stars known to just throw on a mask and just wander around as other normal normies, you know. Um, and it's like I I wonder. And I, I just I wonder if you couldn't throw that throw that out there. Let me ask you this though: at during all this, obviously, you know, there's lines and everything. And you're getting you're talking about coffee, but where where should one eat? You know, lunchtime. Yeah, yeah. It, you know, if you got friends with you, is there a better place to eat with a group than than as an individual? Is it all sort of like food truck food or cafeteria food? Do you even try to get into a restaurant at this juncture? What's so, your recommendation? Yeah, awesome. Awesome question because I I think I can lean more into uh, I can't I I don't have specific recommendations just because I'm not in that area of town that often I don't remember the names of these except every year when I go back down there um, like I said every restaurant's going to have some Comic Con flair that week you know so they're also going to be pretty focused on getting people in and out like mm. so it's it's not necessarily like don't think that it's faster for you to eat in and around the convention center than to go across to the gaslight ministry. Cause a lot of the like restaurant proper kind of places are trying to move people through there so quickly. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, they're definitely like staffed up and moving you, but it's also, if you're an older gentleman like myself, <laughs> it's great to like move away. I'm telling you my convention experience went day and night for the better, uh, a couple years ago when all of my friends agreed, let's get, Let's eat good food <laughs> and let's not take the trolley. Uh, um, those two things made such a, such a huge difference um, because even if you go a few blocks extra, you, uh, you can, you know, you can get food and kind of sit down for a minute and just yeah. feel that like, ah, you know, I walked a few more blocks to get here, but I got seated faster and I could take my time to eat. That said, there's tons of stuff right there. That's, that's actually pretty decent that I don't think you, um, uh, so I don't think you need to worry about basically <laughs> don't eat the microwave pizza in the convention center is what I'm saying. <laughs> like, okay. Unless you're like, I don't know, 21 and under or something, you know, there's no reason to just go up to the thing that's like in the center where they're just like giving you the reheated cheese um what about what about cost though like how much like i mean if you if you get anywhere within the convention center radius are you paying you know exorbitant prices is it ridiculous is it reasonable i don't know that it's ridiculous it's probably marked up a little bit um outside the so in that there's that big open yard um right between the hilton uh bayside and the hall h um there's also like set up right there is always like a hot dog and hamburger stand that I haven't actually eaten at, but it smells delicious. <laughs> um, and and it went. And the reason I haven't eaten there is because the line is huge. So, and I always think of it as like oh, I'll just grab a hot dog. But no, no, no. It's like you got to stand in line for a hot dog. Um, but that's a reasonably quick, you know, because you're not getting seated and and all that kind of stuff. Um, you just have to stand in line to get lunch. Uh, but that's pretty good food. There's a sports bar right there that uh, my friends and I inevitably eat at every year. Um, and then someone's like, ah, I'm kind of tired of this place, but what about, you know, it's like a TGI you, Fridays kind of thing. Um, what, yeah. What about, and this just crossed my mind. What about bringing your own snacks and stuff? Is that, do they yeah, I'll definitely do that? 
They don't forbid um, your your own. No, food, no, no. Right? You can bring water and food in for sure. I think on the uh, the prohibited items are more about like weapons. Got it. Okay. <laughs> now, what I'm about using food now. as a but, weapon? I mean, I, I would imagine like Jason Bourne could take a bag of pretzels you know, and you take down a ground upon. Um, there's also like, you know, there are coffee stops in the convention center. There's at least two Starbucks, like maybe three, maybe two Starbucks stands. And then one sort of Starbucks that actually has a few seats in, mm. but you're going to have to wait forever in a line to get that stuff. So on my coffee tip, it would be if you're like me and you require it to function, get it before you even go into the center. Like get it downtown or some, you know, it's somewhere else like the, the coffee shop in Hilton. So even if you're staying in the Hilton and you have to go downstairs to get Starbucks, a huge line, mm-hmm. you know, it's insane. Can um, you imagine, by the way, if you were just some normal dude or, or lady in San Diego on regular business that weekend, <laughs> and you had, you had unbeknownst to you booked a room at the Hilton. You know, and it's just like, like I, a year I, or two I actually believe that's impossible. Okay. I'm, okay. I'm not sure, but I do know that I've gone to certain panels there that they line you up outside and you're, you're sort of like below the pool deck uh-huh. and you're looking up at these people at the pool and you're like, what the hell are you doing at a pool in the middle of Comic-Con? <laughs> like put your costume on and get down here. Come on. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I do think the, I mean, granted there's a, there's cosplayers that stay all over, but, um, God, the ones that get a hotel room right there are the most fortunate because they're the ones that can like do the costume for an hour and then go back and change into street clothes and uh. you know, have a convention experience. Um, so the trolleys to get downtown are just jam packed. Like it is insane how many people come from North County to as far, like as far as up as the trolley runs, those people are coming in and the same wow. with the train. And as, um, I, I don't know if we did a show in 2015 on this, but in 2015, I think was the year I had this terrible train experience. Oh no, we we talked about it because that's yeah. where you saw your Wicked oh, yeah, and Divine. Yeah. That's where I saw the Wicked uh, and Divine yeah, yeah, yeah. cosplayer, where I literally like I left the convention and told my friends like I gotta I gotta make this train, and then I stand in line outside waiting for the train for two hours. <laughs> Jesus, like an Amtrak scheduled train. Oh. and um. Uh, yeah, and then stood for the entire like two hour ride home. You know, having just done trains in Italy, where you know, like waiting twenty minutes was a little offensive. I can't imagine <laughs> two hours and then another. T- oh God! So you had mentioned in your notes, like also pedicabs, which I always oh, yeah, have to yeah. remind myself, pedicabs are the same thing as rickshaws. Um, <laughs> I was always like pedicabs, rickshaws. So it used to be a big thing in the days before Uber and Lyft. Um, Uber and Lyft, I think, have changed that. And I do think the influence of Uber and Uber and Lyft has caused there is some big closure downtown this year. And I think that's because they're tired of getting the Uber and Lyft people on this one street right in front of the convention center, you know, pausing all the time to let people on and off. Yeah. So I think if you're Ubering and Lyfting, you're now going to have to walk into the gas lamp district and like find a street that's got, you know, uh, ingress and egress in order to catch your Uber. Um, also just a side note, don't take Uber, take Lyft. Uber seems to have some like shitty corporate policies. Um, but, <laughs> but pedicabs are always right there. Um, uh, bear in mind that is a rickshaw, like where a human being is in the sun, like getting you someplace. So you want to, you want to have cash to take them and you want to tip, uh, heavily, I would say. And just be uh, overall nice to them. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Don't- I, I, be aware there, a lot of them are, are trying to, uh, trying to scam each other or scam you on like oh. getting most rides per day. So it's a little okay. competitive down there, <laughs> but yeah, treat, treat them like human beings and, and tip them appropriately. Hey, great advice from 2018 Todd. Um, that's right. Treat everyone like they are human beings, especially those performing a service for you uh, because it is hot. And throughout the week of San Diego Comic-Con, those of us going are going to be in very close proximity to each other, totally invading each other's interpersonal space. So just try to pretend that um, that uh, that we're not invading each other's space so much and um, just be polite and, and uh, treat each other as you would like to be treated. And <laughs> Or, or treat each other as I would like to be treated because <laughs> I don't know what your low standards are on that, but mine are pretty high. Uh, anyway, 
Um, that is it for our San Diego Comic-Con Survival Guide. As I mentioned, we will probably polish this off every year um, and re-record an intro, talk about maybe a little bit of what's going on this year. Um, I, the schedule just came out for 2019, like last night, so um, I have not had a chance to thoroughly peruse it, uh, but I will do so. Until then... Um, listen to more panelism episodes. We've recapped San Diego Comic-Con for the past three years or something. Um, we've talked to a friend of mine who's an artist, a friend of mine who uh, did the whole Hall H experience. Go dig in the panelism archives and find all that stuff. And until then, um, or, or sorry, let me tell you where to find those archives. Find them on any podcast platform that you enjoy we are on itunes and google Podcasts and stitcher and we're even on luminary that new thing um geez i just pretty much anywhere fine podcasts are are heard uh you can also find us online and in fact the best way to chat with us is through instagram where we are panelism.inc that's i-n-k like the stuff used to make comic books that's where we respond to most comments uh we post a lot of art from the comics that we're talking about on uh, the web, we are also panelism.inc. That is a new domain name. Um, so you can find out where to subscribe there, tell your friends about us, review us uh, anywhere you can. And uh, next week, we are hoping during Comic-Con week to bring you probably a, a normal comic book review. And then the week after that, we will probably do my Comic-Con wrap-up. So uh, keep uh, listening. Stay tuned in, subscribed, whatever it is you want to call it. Until then, I'm Todd A. Anything else you want to add, Taylor? Taylor's not here. So he will talk to you next week along with myself. Um, and until then, we'll see you.